All right, three, two, one, and uh, we're live, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Uh, very, very special podcast today. I have a founder and entrepreneur, life coach, expert NLP. We have Ay Arab. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me here. Um, let's get right into it. Um, yep. how, give me a bit, bit of background on your, what you studied, how you got into everything, just a quick overview. Okay, well, I initially studied uh, business marketing when I went to university, so my major was in marketing. And I also did a minor in psychology. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, AUB? AUB, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So I actually, I actually studied AUB. Oh, okay. For two years. Oh, really? Uh, I got into engineering. Okay. And then you tra- you moved <laughs> to LAUB. I, no, I didn't even do that. I went to oh. AUST. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I did I, the first week of engineering. Okay. Even the first day, I remember. I walked in. I'm like, this is not what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Right. It's just not. Right. But obviously, coming from an Arab family... And your parents want you to be an engineer. Yeah, of course. Sometimes, or or, or, or an architect, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. It's it was it took some time to get right. my family okay with me not being an engineer. But eventually, yeah. I moved into that, and then I so I left AUB. I was there for a year or two. Oh, okay, okay all yeah. right. Well, that's good. But you, how was the experience in AUB? Look, honestly, the campus was awesome. Campus is amazing. Um, I don't think I experienced it very well because I was a slacker and a lazy kid. Oh, wow. But I think I had to be like that to get where I am today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm very different. happens for a reason, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you studied marketing? Yes. So, okay. the major was in marketing right, and cool. uh, minored in psychology. And then I moved out. You know, I came to Dubai, started my uh, professional life here in Dubai. Did you start off, did you open your company right away? You're actually kind of first. No, the company is actually, it's a very brand new company. Yeah. It's a startup. I mean, we've only been, I've started the company, the trade license nine months ago. Okay. But we've been operating for the past three months now. All right, cool. So, where was your first like delving into career here? So when I first came to uh, Dubai, I started in a company that organizes events uh, okay. for d- in different industries, basically. Okay. So I was responsible for women in leadership event, okay. where we That's invited all the CEOs and chairwomen, like the high-end women to come. We created a platform for them to come and to kind of discuss their experience. You know, where are they? How did they get here? Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're doing, but okay. on a bigger scale. Oh, very, very cool. And how was right. that experience as a first as a first job? Yeah? It was amazing because I got to travel as well. So I okay. went to Malaysia and I wow, went, okay. met with the wife of the prime minister oh, back that's then. Awesome. How yeah. was that? It was it was incredible. It was surreal, really. I mean, meeting all these incredible women and me being a woman myself, That's it really, really inspired nice. me to want to be more so and that, to work on myself. So you think that was like probably like your stepping stone into getting to the idea of entrepreneurship? No. Okay, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. To be to be quite honest, I was inspired to be an entrepreneur um based on two humans in my life okay first one is being my father okay and the second is my husband awesome they both Respect. really really encouraged me to become yeah. an entrepreneur i mean my my father has always been his own um entrepreneur very cool um he always had his own clinic and then when i got married uh my husband also owned several companies yeah. so I'm we're like, gonna have him on the podcast guys don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like well, why am i stuck you know being yeah, an, yeah. an employee no i would rather also open up my okay. own company i have the knowledge i have the skills What's stopping me? Nothing. Exactly. So I went ahead and I did it. Okay. And why did you Why did you want this company? Well, it's because, you know, working in the FMCG industry for okay. almost eight years, mm-hmm. I noticed there was a gap in, in, in this sort of service. Okay. And when I searched, I couldn't find a lot of companies that are doing it. So okay. I'm like, all right, Aya, here's your opportunity. Go grasp it right now. Mm-hmm. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just go and do it. And that's exactly what I did. So there was that's a need in the cool. market. No one was doing it. I went to an open company. Cool. First of all, major respect. Yeah. And uh, obviously, procrastination is a killer, huh? Oh, 
Big time. Were, were you ever were you ever a procrastinator earlier in life? No, because that's okay, one thing that my father taught us. Interesting. Execute, execute, execute. So it's so it's so interesting because I'm I'm meeting so many people now with the podcast. It's so interesting to see how everyone deals with that, mm. and it's 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 interesting to see how everything is very not the same. Like for example, my father was an entrepreneur. He had right. his own company. Uh, he started off as an employee, then opened open schools. He did so much. For some reason, I came out to be super lazy. <laughs> I was a super lazy kid. Right. I was a procrastinator, make excuses for days. <laughs> uh, was not a hard worker. Was not ambitious until I hit the age of 26. Right. So five years ago, I'm perhaps because you found your passion there. Not even that. Oh. Uh, not even that. I don't okay. even think I found my passion. And I think I ha I hit rock bottom right. in my professional, personal career. And right. that moment really defined me. Okay. And I had to, I told myself, you know what, either I had, I lost all my friends. I was, I had no one around me. My family was nowhere, like was not around me. I was on my own. Mm. And I realized I have, to, I have to make a choice right now. Mm -hmm. Either I stay like this and right. not be, I mean, like amounting to nothing. Right. Or I make a change. Yeah. And I completely changed completely. So it's so really interesting to have that, that you had it intrinsically in you. Yes. Well, I didn't, but it's, it's pretty, it's just interesting to, to look at that, isn't it? I hate delaying, really. I mean, if there's something that I have to yeah. do, I might just do it. Why okay. wait until tomorrow to do I'm it? I'm like that now. It's just interesting that you had that intrinsically. Uh, did, how much did psychology help you in your business life? Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Because when, when I did a minor in psychology, I kind of understood how the human brain works. Okay. What is, uh, what is motivation and mm -hmm. how can you take it to your advantage? Mm -hmm. I think that helped shape me. And also not procrastinating, right? That's and very wanting cool. to do things, whatever I wanted to do, and eliminating fear. Because mm. procrastination comes a lot from fear. Fear of rejection, fear, fear of, of failure. Fear of rejection, of failure, exactly. A lot of fear. So once you know how to deal with it and get rid of it, then you're unstoppable, really. So psychology really helped that's me in that. Cool. And uh, it helped me in uh, yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, it's okay. That's, so, that's super cool. So was, uh, to get a minor, I think, so what, five courses? Uh, out more? No, I think it was 11 or 10 courses. Okay, wow, okay. What, what stood out the most in psychology? What's like something that really stuck with you? Or like a, maybe a, a theory or a psychologist in the past? What, anyone that really like stuck with you that you're like, okay, this guy, this guy was on something or... Like or you mean a teacher? No, no, like an actual, like when you study psychology and you study yeah. the different, different psychologists out there, oh, like Freud say, and all those different ones. Yeah, no, Freud definitely. No, but I would say what stood out in psychology for me is how each human operates mm -hmm. differently. Yes. You know, the uniqueness of humanity. That's mm -hmm. what fascinated me the most. Interesting. And dealing, you know, being having that ability to deal with different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was fascinating the most. That's so cool. I did one course in psychology. I really enjoyed it, but I never pursued it. I don't know why. Because I think it's so important. Right. And a lot of these entre entrepreneurs I'm speaking to, a lot of them have a psychology background. Like yesterday, for example, I sat down with Hiba Balfaqiyya. I don't know if you know her. Mm -hmm. um, she's awesome. She also has a, a few companies. And she also, is a, she also studied and majored in psychology. Right. And she was talking about the impact of psychology psychology in her life and in her professional career. So I absolutely. definitely definitely think, do you recommend that people study? Yes, yes, absolutely. Very cool. Well, not psychology per se. Okay. Because uh, life coach now is something that is trending. Yes. More than psychology, right? Yes. Life coach, you can consider it as a new field, a new uh, okay. way of thinking, of dealing with uh, people. So it tackles, psychology is very focused on what happened to you in the past. Mm -hmm. Where a life coach, it really focuses on what's happening right now in your life okay. and how are we able to fix it without the need to really dig in into the past. No, let's tackle what we're facing with right now. That's very cool. Uh, you know Jordan Pearson? Jordan Pearson, no. Peter, check him out. Okay. He's really cool. He's a clinical psychologist, but uh, he's Canadian. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's gotten really famous in the last few years for, for controversial things in Canada. Right. But he wrote a book, uh, 12, uh, 12, Cure, 12 Rules to like fight uh, chaos something like that. It's right. really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, one of his rules that resonates with me is uh, make your own bed. 
okay. before you go out to the rest of the world. Right. So basically, fix your own stuff before. Right. And it was Absolutely. really, really interesting. Absolutely. So definitely check it out. Definitely, definitely, yeah, we'll uh, do. definitely recommend it. We'll so cool. So psychology, you got. Then you, you did a bit of uh, how long? How, how long were you an employee for before you got like a few years? Yeah, uh, I mean, I started working since uh, since 2011. Okay. And then you know, just last year, I opened my company. So you uh, can say roughly seven years. And we were always in events. Sorry. We always around that event, uh, the event world. No, 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 no. So the events, it was only like a five months uh, oh, okay, job, fine. and then immediately I jumped and I worked in an advertising agency okay. for a few years, okay. and then I moved to client side, worked in Coca Cola, okay. and then after that I went and I did my life coach degree. Okay. And then I went back to uh, the working field. Okay. Uh, worked in Weetabix and then decided to open my own company. Um, how did you? How, okay. How did you like agency life? Agency I come from an agency background, so yeah. I'm always curious to ask. <laughs> no, look, I honestly tell people, whoever wants to get into this whole agency and client mm -hmm. side, definitely start at agency side. Mm -hmm. Because you want to understand what's really happening behind the okay. scenes, right? Understand the ins and outs, understand how the projects are being done, how are they being executed, uh, what, what is a studio, what is account executive, what is the project manager, how are the tasks being assigned and delegated and mm -hmm. all of that, then move to client side. Okay. Because you will understand, okay, when I give an assignment to an agency, I know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah so they can't, I get you. they can't like go around and fool you in a sense Fair because enough. you know exactly that what's happening were you more like offline media or all online as well or a bit of both a bit of both okay fine which yeah. one which one did you feel you connected to most honestly at the beginning it was offline but then because okay. the world is moving into online so i had to adapt i'm very similar online so when i started agency i remember i started off as an offline planner right uh i did i did it for like five months i was doing i remember i'll never forget it ever did tv plans Yes, of course. How horrendous are oh TV my plans? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember I spent 11 hours oh my. putting in a TV plan into the system. Oh. And I remember it was like 2 a.m. And I'm sitting there with, a, I'll never forget, an A3 paper, yep. a, a, a whole pot pack of them. I had a ruler. Oh ruler. To, like, don't forget the line because it's yeah. line after line yes, after line. And inputting into the system that, that gets slower with every line you put in. Yeah. And for like one line got to be like five minutes. I used to wait until the, like the loading. And I realized I'm like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my yeah, life. This is horrible. <laughs> so, the, so the second, uh, second a digital position opened, I just yeah. jumped on it. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I think. And I, and I ever since I haven't looked back, I All absolutely right. love digital. I breathe it, live it. It's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, now what, what I find interesting is how, how do you, one thing that I found is a, was a common thing across everyone I speak to who moved yeah. into entrepreneurship. Right. They all were, they all work in a very unique way that is sometimes does not resonate with management. I'll right. give you an example. I, if you look at, on paper, I'm a terrible employee. Why? Every hour, I like to take a break. Mm -hmm. It's how I work. I like to listen to podcasts while I work. I listen to music. Right. It's just how I work. It's how I am efficient. But I work and I finish my job. And right. managers hated me. I just had someone on the podcast who has opened her own PR agency. Mm. And she, she got fired like four times in two years because she, oh she doesn't work the way people like to work. How are right. you? Were you someone like that? Or you kind of were like, model employee kind Look, of style i always hated sitting behind a <laughs> okay, desk all time you know sitting for hours and on my computer it gives you a backache it, yeah you 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 get bored eventually you know it's yeah, not okay, motivating enough okay so that's one thing when i said when i'm gonna open a company that's 100%. one thing i'm not gonna do yeah. is sit behind a desk <laughs> or ask my employees to go and sit behind the desk i mean i give them the freedom to work from home that's so cool to work from wherever they want that's as so long cool. as the job is getting done I, I that's all agree. i care about I really 
Absolutely, at the end of the day. It's so funny how everyone who's an entrepreneur had that same kind of experience that they just don't work. Right. The, the standard, they don't like working the standard nine to six. They, I just, I just, it's just so interesting. And it's become like, it's what you're like maybe the seventh entrepreneur I speak to. And it's, yeah. always, it's been the exact same trend. Yeah. And it's just so interesting to see. That's a new and, trend. Yeah. And I always told myself the day I become a boss, I, w- I, I don't care. If yep. you if you wear a suit, you do what you want to wear slacks. You oh, want to, hey, you want to wear flip flops? Hey, go for it. Absolutely, I really don't care. Just end of the week, make sure the work's done and do whatever you want. Absolutely. So that's very cool. So you did that for a while, and then you decide, all right, I'm just going to open my own company. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the company's called Scorecard. And what does it do? So basically, uh, we do retail audits, daily market visits okay. for FMCG brands, where we capture basically the presence of their products on the shelf. Okay. What are their competitors doing? Okay. What kind of promotions uh, are happening at shelf level? Okay. What kind of displays? So everything, all the activities are happening in store across all, okay. all supermarkets and hypermarkets and groceries. So we are can you only give... focus on those, or you actually go into any other like retail, like clothing no, brands? No, so okay, I'm just focused pe- on okay. FMCG. So that's that's your niche. Yes, absolutely. Okay, because very that's cool. Where my background lies very right? cool um yeah and it's about providing all these brands real-time data because that's something that's not currently available it's in not. the market real time i mean like right now what's happening on shelf for your brand you can just go on the portal which we've mm. created in-house everything is built in-house that's super cool go on the uh, on the scorecards website and you can see immediately in this particular store What's my brand like? What is it? So how, you've been you've been f- uh, functioning now what three a few months? Three months, yeah, still how, baby new. That's really cool. How many clients do you have? You don't have to give me names, just numbers. Well, uh, five. Okay, that's, that's good. Yes. Five. If you told me one, I'd be impressed. Five <laughs> clients in, in, in a few I'm months you, is because, awesome. Yeah, because there is a need for such a Definitely. service in the market. So. No, thank God. So far, it's been so good. That's super cool. Yeah. So let's talk. Actually, you, you mentioned data. That's a, a field, a thing yes. I find fascinating. Okay. Yeah. What kind of data we're talking about? What kind of data do you collect? So uh, basically what I just told you, it's about okay. the brand analysis, okay. brand presence, the distribution, the promotion density, all of these different analytics that can help brands okay. in better planning and putting the budget for the year. And did you come up with like your own kind of like grading system you call it kind of algorithm we want to call it or yeah. is it okay yeah so basically we have a set of questionnaires okay. that we send our uh-huh. agents to the field they fill they fill out the questions and then there is a, this whole algorithm built within our system oh, wow um that takes all of this data in it ingests it and then it gives it out as you know a diagram oh and you visualize it too graphs. yeah absolutely Do you... who wants to read nowadays 100%. it's all about seeing <laughs> graphs right 100%. so we made it very friendly user that's super cool yeah and user friendly are you using a like a, a data visualizer tool or are you guys kind of built it in-house we built it in-house that's Everything so is from awesome scratch because i wanted to make it very customizable to a point where even if a brand comes to me right now and tells me all right you know what i i think we need this particular graph i can immediately add it that's so cool yeah how many data points we're talking about like, uh, like countless right thousands and thousands wow. yes so what can a customer so basically that's so cool. I've no, you know what? I'm just gonna take a second there. I've never heard anyone. I haven't heard anything that does that before. Well, thank you. Are you guys? Are you guys like the only? Are you, have any competitors? Um, I do, but not in in locally. Perhaps more globally. Okay, you know, fine. There are more global companies that are. But like in Dubai. Have been not in Dubai. No. Are, and you I guys only function in Dubai, or are you also GC, or you only? So far, because it's still new, so we've we're kind of tackling UAE, but then later on, obviously, we're going to expand to do the entire GCC so awesome. and then move out. That's so awesome. Yeah. Have you seen an evolution? Because obviously, you, maybe you haven't. This is relatively new, but you've you've been there for especially with FMCG. Yeah. Have you seen an evolution when it comes for the need or the want? 
want of this kind of data for clients? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's exactly why. I mean, if there wasn't yeah. a need for such data, yeah. I wouldn't have open scorecards. 100%, 100%. But because brands, they need to know. The more you know, the more yeah. data you have about yeah. your brand, the better you can plan, the better you can enhance your sales. Yeah. You know, you can identify what what's the problem. Why am I not selling this month? What's mm. happening? And it's usually, it's always at shelf level, whether your product is not being distributed properly or whether your competitor are taking a larger shelf, mm-hmm. share of shelf and that's why you're not being that's present. So cool. There are so many factors. And if you keep a blind eye, you're never going to oh, identify fail. what it is. Oh, you'll fail. And a lot of brands, they spend a lot of money on research. Yes. A lot. So they can try to identify what the problems are and where the opportunities are. Do you feel that the research that clients were doing before were not uh, as deep as this? Because obviously you can go to research companies, right? There's, yes, there's thousands can. out there, yeah, you can. right? And you yeah. can get research reports. They're very traditional. Okay. And it's okay. very we, we can agree on that. Uh, outdated. Okay, uh, nothing agree. is real time. No. That's the thing that I like to focus on. I find on. a lot of it is, is not practical. No. It's very theoretical. And it's not just that. If yeah. I may say, a lot of the data is also being... Um, uh, manipulated in a sense that to serve certain brands. Mm. So they will give you what you want to hear. But, yes. but not necessarily what the reality is. 100%. They just want to make you feel good so you can f- pay, pay that final Absolutely. check. Absolutely. Have you, have you ever ever spoken to or worked with anyone in the traditional research companies? Yeah, of course. So okay. working in FMCG companies, I yeah. had to work with So you actually saw companies. it firsthand? Of course. Of how, course. How, it was frustrating. It was. It was because yeah. it never gave me an answer. And all of the data which I used to get, it was probably something that happened last year yeah. or the most recent one two quarters away yeah i don't care what happened last year no, i want to know what's happening now 100 percent. it's yeah. so funny because even though we technically are different i worked in digital that when i went so i started off in agency then i went client side then i saw the right. other side of the equation i start to see is the way they were do- where they i was doing it was wrong right and and even the understanding of data was very shallow when i went back obviously you know this because you worked in agencies when what 2010 2011 digital really kind of blew up right. you can say anything to a client and he won't understand it yeah he barely knows what an impression <laughs> is right i could be talking about conversion rates ctrs i can make up any freaking yeah, acronym absolutely. i want right and clients won't understand it i can say anything yeah yeah exactly. but then when i went to client side and now i have that knowledge and yes. i sat and then i got my agency coming to me I'm like guys what are you doing <laughs> absolutely. Are you, guys, I, i've done this i've done this <laughs> exactly. for, for a few years now exactly. what are you guys trying to do that's why i said i highly <laughs> recommend start agency and then you move go to, to client side 100 yeah. so, and then i re- started realizing and I, when i speak to other people on client side that before the uh, understanding of data was mm. very shallow for clients right. for them client i think okay i want to actually get your input on this because this is yeah. gonna be really interesting sure especially when you when you when you talk to when you look at dubai mm. post pre-2009 the crash and maybe post 2010 where, where times were amazing Right. right. I felt that, especially when you look at automotive, uh, real estate, even I think FMCG and retail, mm. is that there was such a huge amount of selling. Right. No one cared to look at data. Yes. Or so even true. understand what data is, right? Especially true. when you look at big ticket items like real yeah. estate, right? It has to do with data input. Yeah. No one, when you're selling, when a, when a company was selling hundreds of apartments yep. and villas a week and people are just buying, I remember I heard stories of people buying with duffel bags of money, right. literally rocking up, here's, a few million, give me a couple of apartments, right? right. No, do you, do you think salespeople cared about taking the information right? No. Or taking the birthday right? Mm. Or no one cared. Yeah. But course. now it's 2019. Yeah. Times are tough. Of course. Now it's time to care. Yeah. Hey, hey you're paying mistakes of seven years ago now. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's yeah. all because of digital, man. 100%. Because everyone is moving to online. Mm-hmm. Online, it means data. Yeah. Back in the days, it was mostly offline. Yeah. yeah. We had social media, but it wasn't as advanced as it is today, Very true. right? And people didn't spend mm. that much money. No. Right now, the budgets are being 
being moved from Definitely. offline activities purely yeah. to online activities yeah. and they're generating more sales. Exactly. And, and ROI is so much higher. And you can track the ROI. Absolutely. Uh, what was so interesting you said that is because when I first started in digital, what, 2012, remember what digital spend was like 10%? Right. 10% of you yes. mean, if you're lucky. That's even if you had. If you're lucky, uh, <laughs> yeah. what? Outdoor, out TV would take like 60, 70%, right? And then whatever's left is outdoor with like the remaining going to print with whatever's remaining, throw, throw it on, on digital. Now what? We're talking about digital is easy 50, 60%. Yes. Easy. Easily. What's really interesting about what you do is because you guys are on ground, so you guys are offline, Yeah. technically. Yes. How do you tie, is there a way to tie that in with online? Well, we have, we've developed a mobile app, right? Okay, so what does the mobile app do? So the mobile app basically is, uh, it has all the questions that the okay. agents need to fill out and it's and it's obviously connected to the internet. Okay. So as soon as they answer all the questions and they submit the survey, okay. then immediately it goes into our system and it feeds it with mm -hmm. all of this data and it okay. gets analyzed. Is, it is there a way, and I'm, we're just talking here, is right. there a way you can track the effects of marketing campaigns on the, the actual on-ground purchases? Or on on ground activity. That's that's pretty, that'll be pretty interesting. Absolutely. But also very difficult. Well, to okay. tie that in, right? Look, we have a lot of uh, technological tools and advancements that are yes. currently happening. So a lot of people are using AI, right? Yes. You can definitely install cameras okay. around the supermarkets, which is something that they're doing in Europe, by the way. You install, yes, I have you heard install it, yeah. cameras at shelf level mm -hmm. and it can tell you immediately, you know, what is being sold, if you need to refill a certain shelf, um, if there are any promotions happening, where are the consumers standing the most, yeah. what, what are they looking at the most? So all of this could be digitized. Everything Interesting. Can, it can be moved using AI technology. Tell me if you ever thought about this, and this is something that I've been thinking about, because mm. I always care about tying digital with offline, because I believe in tracking everything. So IoT, basically. Not, not even that. I'll tell you that. Do your most of your, most of your clients? I'm sure they have some kind of online website, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Where they get traffic. Right. Probably tens of thousands. But of... no one uses websites anymore. They okay, mostly fine. rely on their social media channels. Okay, fine. Social yeah. media. Okay, so. Okay, let's, let's just imagine websites. I'm just, right. just for the sake of this argument, right? Yeah. What if I tell you I know a way mm. of tying mm. an online cookie mm. on the website to a, a on-ground walk-in where you can now know exactly how effective the marketing campaigns was to an on-ground purchase? What do you think about that? That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? Absolutely. Okay, so I actually came up with this very recently and right. I've been talking to a couple of suppliers. I'll, I'll let you know offline about this. So this is what you can do. Okay. You connect, you find a way. The, oh, there's always a problem between online cookies and mobile devices because right. those are two different kinds of data sets. Right. One is an anonymous and one's a PI data, right? Or or mobile specific data. Mm -hmm. There was no way to tie that in. Mm -hmm. There's a few oh, there's a few international companies right now that have found a way to bridge that gap okay. to connect an online cookie to a mobile device ID. Okay. So all I didn't need to do is geofence right. your actual on ground or beacons or yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then when someone walks in, and that mobile device ID is connected to a cookie that was on site, yeah. you now know exactly number of, of people. You don't know the, who they are, right. but you actually know exactly how many numbers of people have walked in from a marketing campaign. Well, but they're doing that already. Where, not here. Not here. Yeah. No, but I've heard uh, in some supermarkets, I think I believe it's in the States, where as soon as you walk in, into a store, yeah. you immediately start getting promotions of the store. Yes. So this is what you're yeah, referring that, that was to. beacon data. That was they used beacon technology. Yeah, yeah. This is actually taking it to the next level using that beacon, right. but then tying that website visit to an online on ground showroom. Oh, okay. Which okay. is super interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. That by the way, it's super cool what you're doing. Thank 
Thank you so I think, much. I appreciate um, it. How, how are the clients finding it? Obviously, it's doing going well. well <laughs> yeah, and it's it's new to them. And it's all yes. this new data that they're receiving right now. Yes. And it's really improving uh, improving their planning for the brand. Yes. And they're honestly trying to change their budget. Are you at, are you at the level where you can actually track some ROI or not? There, or it's not there yet? It needs not some there time. yet. We're it needs still some more at time. the yeah, so basically with your So basically, with your dashboard, do you also give any recommendations? Or is that for them to infer? Or do you guys do that as well? No, we don't do any recommendation. Okay, it's just we are we, just you give providing you with all the data, absolutely. and it's their call. Analyze and everything done, and then it's their call to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you, have, from your current clients, have you seen like positive reception? Have they actually been able to utilize the data to make those changes? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. So they've been able to enhance their distribution. So yes. they've noticed, for example, a certain area is not carrying their products, so they would immediately go and dispatch their distributors to go and fill out those shelves with their own products. So absolutely, at distribution level and competition level. Very as interesting. Well. Now, this is something that I, I was always very curious about because a lot of your clients basically put their products in like an aggregator, like a Carrefour or Hypermarket, right? For example. Right. Does that aggregator give you any kind of sales data? I mean, the that would be interesting, right? Yeah, the supermarket itself. Yes. Gives you the the sales data for sure. But not to you. We'll go to the client. It will go to the client. Yeah, Does the client come back and tell you any increases or, or, or decrease? I don't deal with any sales and volume and all of that. Okay. It's just purely what is happening at consumer level, let's okay. say. When the shopper walks in, okay. what is he seeing? Okay, cool. Have you thought about getting into that to see to try to get into that ROI level? Yes, that will be the second level. Very cool. Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. We don't, we don't, let's not give yeah, it away. Not, yeah, let's exactly. not give it away, guys. All right. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about live coaching. Yes. Because I find it, first of all, I think life coaching has blown up recently. Yes, it has. Um, and sometimes you meet people who know what they're doing and some people have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> That's true. How long have you been a life coach for? Well, I've taken the course, I would say, in 2016. So almost okay. So probably months. before the boom. Because yes. I feel the boom was like, what, 2017, 2018, yeah, yeah, something like that? So before yeah. that. Okay, so okay, yeah, cool. So yeah. early adopter there. Yeah. And how long was the course for? Honestly, it wasn't that it was an intense course for okay, 10 fine. days. Okay, fine. But then combined with my uh, minor in psychology, yes, these it kind two of came yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Did you always have an intrinsic um, feeling to help others? Is that was that built in you? Yes, absolutely. Cool. To me, okay. it was always fascinating, as I said earlier, understanding the human brain and yeah. how it functions and why does this person behave this way in the same situation another person will behave differently. I was okay. always fascinated in that. And I also wanted to help people you know, get over all their fears and anxieties and stress and all of that and just be happy because you have the right to be happy. Do you focus on any anything specific or it's kind of like you kind of do all aspects or you, you kind of focus on specific things? It's more about personal growth. Personal, like emotional intelligence as well? Yeah, yes, yes, Very absolutely. Cool. Because a lot of people, you know, they do relationship, they do career. I focus more about the person itself. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So you've been doing that for three years. Yeah, and on and off. Okay, on and off, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, how's it going so far? going good yeah. i mean l lately i've been really focused on uh, scorecards score yeah, absolutely but prior to that yeah it was it was good you know meeting with Very different cool. clients uh, different uh, problems to deal with yeah. uh, i'm sure you get what's i'm sure what's pretty interesting about life coaching is that you kind of see the direct effect of what you're doing yes yeah well usually um each client will take perhaps seven to nine sessions okay until you really start seeing does that have to be like is that over a period of how long they want it or is that how well, it ideally we would have the sessions on a weekly basis okay cool so you don't want to leave a lot of gap of time between okay. each session so that you can really start seeing the effect as you go along and you kind of do like a pre like a like where you sit down you kind of figure out what's the objective what's the goal yeah so the first okay. session is about to, trying to identify what the problem is okay right and uh, just 
to get as much information as you can about this person. And then mm-hmm. I kind of go back, you know, try to see what's happening. I put exercises together, sessions together, and then we start. Give me an program. example. Of one, like, give me, I, I don't want to give you all your content, but give me an example of like one kind of exercise you do, for example. So, it doesn't have to be an actual case. Like, um, it could be, for example, fear of failure. Okay. That is the biggest That's one, really. One. Yeah, That's it is. It one. is. And usually the fear of failure comes back comes from, you know, either you have low self-esteem, mm-hmm. either because you don't believe in yourself, mm-hmm. you have lack of self-confidence, mm-hmm. or perhaps you were put in a situation where it was traumatic yeah. to a point where you were like, you know what, not again, I'm not putting myself there. Wow. So that always holds you back. And unless 100%. you go and unresolve those issues, then they're always going to keep on manifesting in your life one way or another. How difficult is that though? It's not easy, right? It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. But listen, as long as the person in front of me is willing to change, then yeah. the change is going to happen. Very cool. One thing that you said, that I, uh, which is pretty cool in life coaching, and you try to solve problems, is that I realized one thing, well, how it was for me, is I used to care a lot about what people thought about me. Right. Uh, especially family, but I guess I guess it's normal from coming from an ethnic background to the point that it would make me do decisions in life that I didn't believe in, and it would take me down paths I didn't want to do. So this is one thing why I resonated with Gary Vee is because he talks about you should do your own thing, right? Yeah. And you might agree. Some people disagree. Some people agree. But for me, is the second I stopped living for others, mm. my relationship with those people actually improved. Yeah. Right. So I love my dad. I'm so, my dad today is my best friend. Right. I used to clash with my dad until the age of like 25. Right. Because I kept trying to do things for him, and then I and then it wouldn't work out. Then I would have resentment towards him. Right. And it would create a bad relationship until the day I decided I'm gonna do things for me. Yeah. And now I'm so happy to say, like four years later, my dad's my best friend. But it only happened after I stopped caring or putting or or trying to do things for him. Absolutely. So have you seen? You know why? They tell you once you start loving yourself, you know, then you can start loving others. And others can start, you know, accepting you. If you can accept yourself, how can others accept you? Logic. But sometimes it's a hard, like for me, why I always tell people this, if you can find someone to talk to, talk right. to that person. I did Absolutely. it alone. I did, I don't know if it was ego or, or whatever. I did it on my own. Right. And it took me a lot of time. Four years. There you go. It was a tough, like I didn't even get there. I don't think I even got there maybe till last year. Right. And, it, and every year got better and better. And I kept improving. And right. it was grueling. Right. And it's difficult. Yeah. And I wish. I always tell people this, don't do it on your own. Don't. No. I wish I didn't. Absolutely. I really wish if I talked to someone like you yeah. or, a psych- or a, a, like you, other, maybe other life coaches, psychologists, yeah. I yeah. would have got there so much quicker. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I wish I did. And even like if you ever wanted to go back to your old habits, there's always someone there telling you, oh, wake up. No, no. You need to be put in check. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Do you do, I'm sure that's something you do for your clients, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So regular what? emails, 100%. phone calls. That's definitely. so cool. Yeah. One thing, you know what? This actually happened very recently. So I kind of, I had to self-check myself right. for the last four years. This year, I sat down with a very ex-boss of mine who turned out to be a very close friend. We were talking and I don't know what happened. I kind of reverted in that moment to my old self four years ago. I came making excuses and I was so lucky that he's a kind of friend. He looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing, man? He put me to check. And the moment he did that, I realized I am so grateful to have a friend like that. Yeah. But it's very rare to have a friend like that. I agree. Most friends don't want to put you in check. I agree. Most friends are yes men. Yeah. I agree with you. Right. So that's why, you know, having someone there. Yeah, 100%. Who, either a friend or a professional. To yeah. kind of just, you know, a wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. To, to get you back on the right track. Have you ever worked with a client who's just, because getting checked is, yeah. is tough. Ego comes in play. 
Right. Right. So ever have you had clients before that were just so resistant and it just took time and time again? I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. The number one rule in life coaching is yeah. that you don't go to the clients, they come to you. Okay. So the moment they come to you, there's no ego there. Okay. Because they came to you. Yeah. So you put all your ego and all your pride yeah. aside. Yeah. You're coming here to fix something yeah. to to resolve a certain issue. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. That's for. very cool. Yeah, I think humility is a huge thing. Yes. Ego is a problem. It is. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever do like a pre-screening of clients before you say, okay, I'll work with you? So maybe some clients you just don't want to work with. Yeah, well, obviously. That's why we have the first session. Okay, And it's usually a free session, obviously. Because I want to understand who am I dealing with? What kind of situation do I have to deal with? Whether this is something within my forte or not. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be unfair to the clients sitting in front of me, right? I want to be true to them. And if it's something that I can't tackle because I don't have the knowledge of doing it, then I would rather not. I focus on the ones okay. that I have experienced and I know for a fact okay. I can help. That's so that's very cool. Uh, is, that, is that something you want to get back into? Because I know you've kind of been focusing on scorecards. Is that something you want to put some energy in? Or Psychology you... and life coach has always been okay, a passion cool. of mine, so for sure. So definitely get back yes, into that. Yes, definitely. How are, you, how are you looking at, how do you market yourself? On uh, scorecards, you mean? No. Uh, we'll get into co- I'm actually talking about life coaching. Oh, life coaching. Yeah. Well, life coaching so far it has been through the referrals. Really. Okay, fine. It hasn't been any like uh, social digital campaign or okay, any fine. of that. It was just purely referrals. Are you ever gonna get to the point where you want to probably go into some uh, some advertising, or you're trying to kind of keep it like very word of mouth? Well, not now, but okay, perhaps fine. later. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you build any kind of like uh, WhatsApp groups, contact groups, uh, newsletters? Not for life coaching, no. I would definitely recommend it. Do you know why? Hmm. Here, coming from agency background, agencies we focus on media, on third party data, right. cookie data, right? Anonymous cookie data and buying, and it's expensive and it's uh, sometimes very inaccurate and the conversion rates are low. First party data or PII, personally identifiable information, is so valuable because hmm. that's information given willingly from the customer. Right. So they're willing to get information. So I would definitely recommend once you get back into it, yeah. when you sit down with a client and you get the referrals, collect some emails, collect yeah. some phone numbers, maybe create a WhatsApp group, yeah. create like a nice news letter you can do it off mailchimp or something yeah and you can and content content is king content absolutely yeah. yes uh, have you thought about how you're going to start making some do you have like any do you have any content out there for life coaching honestly because i haven't been focusing on okay. scorecards so far so i haven't been paying much attention to life coach well, that's, that's but then again that. once i go back to it the content has always been there the yeah, knowledge has yeah. always been there the experience has yeah. been there you know dealing with different clients as well that yeah. can also help in generating sure. content so it's fine. And, right, I, cool. and I studied psychology, yeah. right? So content, psychology. Hand in hand. All right, very Absolutely. cool. Have you ever checked out, do you know Move You Official? Move You? No. Definitely check them out. They have some of the best content. Right. They do more like... Um, more like physical therapy, like more PT and how to fix, uh, how to work on your muscles to make yourself stronger and stuff like right. that. But their content is one of the best content I've ever seen in their realm. So mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Yeah, we'll do. Let's definitely look into it. We'll do. Um, question now, what is NLP? So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. What is it? So it's basically, you know, going inside the brain and attempting Mm -hmm. to rewire it, reprogram it. Very cool. Because from the moment we are born, we are programmed in a certain manner. 100%. Right? Whether it was... By environment, yeah. Absolutely. Environment, the society, our parents, etc. So sometimes you reach a point where... You're just not happy with the way you are wired. You yeah. know, you told me yourself you were going through this cr- struggle for so many years, mm-hmm. and then you came to realize I need to change something about myself, yeah. right? So it's rewiring yourself, and this is exactly what NLP stands for. And, and how do you actually how do you actually do it? So there are certain exercises that okay. we do, certain cues that we use in our exercises to go inside that unconscious mind and to try to rewire certain things okay. to unresolve those issues that have been there for so many years. 
Interesting. Yeah. The only thing I ever knew about NLP, ever read the book called The Game by Neil Strauss? Yes. Okay, that's the only thing I ever knew about NLP. But, <sighs> but he obviously used it yeah. to pick up girls. Absolutely. <laughs> which is which is not the guys don't yeah. do it. It's not the right way to no, do things. Absolutely. Uh, but I guess the idea for me was interesting is that he used uh, verbal cues um, and other kind of cues to instigate a response. Like I remember he was talking about like, what was it? He was talking to like a waitress or something, and then he kept he he was he kept using like a salt uh, sachet or something, and then and then using that with a verbal cue of of like emotions, yeah. and to the end where he said he's like, I'm going to take your love, I'm going to put it into this, and he handed her right. that thing, and that created like a very it was very interesting. Just that Absolutely. fine, not cool the way he did it, and that's not, you guys don't do that, but and <laughs> and but the idea behind it yeah. is fascinating. Yes, because you're you're really talking to the unconscious mind of yours. Not the conscious. You're bypassing the conscious mind, yeah. which is what we call a super ego in yes. psychology, right? So you have super ego, ego, and it. Yes. So it's that super ego that has all the principles and morals and very strict. So you're bypassing that and really going into what's behind it. That's so and, cool. And, and playing with that. Fixing That's super that. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, how long did it take you to study that? That, that? that seems to me like a pretty difficult subject. Or is that obviously you're a psychologist? So psychology, I'm sure it comes down. Yeah, and, psychology helped, and the course which I took in life coaching. You, you also take it here? A lot. Yes, I took it here. Any recommendation I, of good course for people out there? Yeah, I can tell you that offline. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, this has been awesome. No, yeah. I absolutely. really like what you're doing. I think Scorecards is doing something really cool. Thank you so much. I don't think there's anything like that. I really like. I really, really like. Oh, by the way, offline, I'll tell you about the supplier I'm using. Yeah. But I really like how you how you're tying in something that I think hasn't been given importance. Right. Is that is off? I think I think with the I'm, a, I'm all about digital revolution, uh, revolution, everything. But I think right. we're forgetting that there's still a on ground factor. Yes. And but if you can connect to do to connect the two, you've you've solved it. And I think we're kind of what happened is before we were focused on offline, we didn't care about digital. Now we're caring about digital. We're forgetting about offline. Absolutely, you kind of have to. Yeah. Do you a quick question? Do you ever? So obviously, you work with clients who have other agencies. Do you ever work yeah. with those agencies? Or no, you, I okay, don't. Okay, cool. no, no, need. no, 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 no need. All right, fine, fair enough. Yeah, my no, my work is directly with the client. One hundred percent. That's yeah. you know what. Probably better. And then if they <laughs> want to share the data with the agencies, by all means. All right, it's cool. their data. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think what you're doing is super cool and Thank very you. unique. And I really like it. And offline, we'll talk about maybe some ideas I could give you that you could find a way to connect it to. Yeah. Because I think it would be, be awesome. Because awesome. if you can do it from your end, that gives you another USP to use, right? Absolutely. And I really like what you're doing in life coaching. I'm really going to be, I'm really interested to see. Are you going to, I guess you're going to work on the content. When you do, please let me know. We'll do. We'll for put sure. it, we'll put yeah. it out there. Because <laughs> I sure. think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I, I like, I like what you're working on. Um, you. If people want to get in touch with you or, or score cards how should you go about it well the, i have a website cool. scorecards.com you know cool. we i'm always reachable for, for even on coach. linkedin okay cool um, that's, that's why i found yeah, you yeah absolutely and how about for life coaching or right now same thing okay. life coaching could be done on linkedin as oh, well cool. um, either way in the description i'll take send me like a little send me the links we'll put it yeah, there people yeah, reach for out sure, for um sure. can't wait you have your husband on yeah because we're doing a thing where the guest is nominating the next guest and you right. brought him with you so <laughs> but we'll keep that for later because i think that'll All be right. a very interesting conversation Absolutely. uh guys uh listen subscribe this is called let's take this online you can find it everywhere and rami just reached out a couple days ago we're gonna have on rami very excited about that so shout out to rami and then rami team for that um digital who's you can hit me up on instagram and twitter same handle digital who's and um i'm on linkedin as well all my content there all content is there check it out it's hassan al-hajj and that's pretty much it guys um love the feedback loving the guests everyone's been so cool but keep listening keep subscribing keep sending your feedback and that's it basically we're out